0: this country started a war. The enemy, illegal drugs, and the war is still going on. For ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. The Zika virus, now more than 30 cases detected here in the U.S. Flint, Michigan, and how its drinking water ended up contaminated with toxic amounts of lead. Everything's a lie. It's all a big lie. What's up, everybody? My name is Tanner, and welcome to 1980 Now, a podcast for truth seekers and free thinkers. I hope you've all had a fantastic week, and as always, thank you for being here with me today. I've had so much support and positive feedback lately, and I wouldn't be able to do any of this without you guys, the listeners. Of course, I have to say that if you enjoy this podcast, if it brings value to your life, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at 1989podcast to see interesting pictures, clips, and life updates about the show. Another way that you can support me is by leaving a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts. 5-star reviews help the show analytically and with the algorithm so that I get recognized by more potential listeners. And a quick shameless plug before we start the episode. If you're a fan of hardcore punk or heavy metal, and of course even if you're not, Check out my band, Double Crossed, on Facebook and Instagram. We have some really cool music out, including a new single called Aliens or Demons. You can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, and pretty much any other streaming platform. Oh, and also next weekend, we are going to the studio to record some new music, and I'm really excited about it, so be sure to follow us and keep an eye out for it. Today's episode is episode 6, and I'm going to be talking about words, maritime law, and sovereignty. Now, what I originally had planned for you guys today kind of fell through, but that's okay. This will just be a little bit of a shorter episode, but it'll be short and sweet because um, it's actually a really interesting topic, it's definitely eye-opening, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So... With everything that is going on in the world right now, I thought it would be beneficial to talk about what we actually are as citizens in the eyes of our government, the shadow governments, and the elite. So much of our reality comes down to words, because words have power. Think about the Genesis story from the Bible. God created the heavens and the earth literally by speaking them into existence. But our rulers have used words for nefarious reasons, to manipulate us and deceive us. Words have power, as I said, and they know it. Think about it. If you take the word, words, as in W-O-R-D-S, and put the S in front of the word, word, it becomes sword, S-W-O-R-D. And a sword can be used to cut someone down just like a word can. We all have our own stories about how words have been used to hurt us, but let me tell you one of mine really quick, just to give you an example. Growing up, I always had very fair skin, and fair is just a nice way of saying pale. As I've gotten older, I definitely have a lot more color, but I never noticed how fair my skin was until around middle school, when people started letting me know. Nobody in my family ever really cared, but in today's culture and society, pale skin is considered undesirable and unattractive. Now, I didn't really get bullied in school, but throughout my life, people made fun of my pastiness here and there, and sometimes it was really embarrassing. My skin ended up becoming something that I was increasingly self-conscious about, and I tried everything to change it, from laying out in the sun until I was as red as a lobster, and even self-tanning lotion, which looked horrible by the way. (laughs) Now nothing really worked and I wouldn't take it back because it forced me to develop a stronger personality to make up for what many would consider to be a flaw, but the point is that words really can be used to manipulate one's actions or self-image or perception. So let's look at it on a bigger scale. Advertisements use words to manipulate us all the time, right? There are advertisements on social media, on TV and on billboards, and those ads can influence our behavior with how they are worded. In fact, they help turn the gears of consumerism, especially in the West. We're a very ad-driven society. Okay, so now think about what it means to spell. We never think about this stuff, but it's interesting that to formulate letters into a word is called spelling. Kind of like casting a spell, right? Witches use words to cast spells, of course, or even to curse people. So it's interesting that when you are typing on your computer, your place marker is called the cursor. There are all kinds of examples of things hidden in language because words have power and the elite discovered the power of language thousands of years ago. Wood from the holly tree was used by the ancient druids in pagan witchcraft So when you think about all of the sorcery and evil that goes on in Hollywood, Hollywood, the name makes perfect sense. Another example is television, or tell a vision. It gives you a vision when you watch it. And what do you do when you want to watch something different? You change the channel. And we all know that the word channel has spiritual implications. Some people channel spirits or demons. Another great example is the word money. If you break it down, you get mon-i. Mon meaning one, and of course, e y i meaning eye, like your eyeball. And if you are an awake person, you know the one all-seeing eye is a representation of Satan or Lucifer. And while we're talking about money, here's a side note in God we trust is always capitalized, like on the dollar bill, for example. Well, that is for a very good reason. Remember, our rulers don't worship the God of the Bible. Their gods are Satan, or Saturn, or Isis, or the sun. But the God of the Bible is always specified with a capital G, and then lowercase o and d. So, if you are the elite, How do you conceal the fact that the God that you actually trust in is not the God of the Bible? You just be sure to capitalize all of the letters. Interesting, right? And while we're talking about other gods, it's interesting to note the names of the days of the week, right? The first commandment of the Ten Commandments is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me, but we worship on Sunday, right? That's when we go to church, and we know that many of the elite worship the sun. And then you have Monday, which is Moon or Luna Day, right? Moon Day, Monday. And uh, just to go into that a little bit further, another interesting word breakdown is the word Luna. If we think about how uh, a lot of people that, if you know, throughout history that have stared at the at the full moon have gone crazy and then you also have like wolves and coyotes that bark or howl at the moon well that's where the word lunatic comes from so interesting little side note there and then on tuesday you have tui's day which is the same as mars right the god of war and in spanish tuesday is martes and then on wednesday that's the day of mercury woden's day And then on Thursday, you have Jupiter's day, which is Thor's day, right? Like Thor, the god Thor. Thor, Thor's day, Thursday. And then on Friday is uh, Venus day. And uh, we can see that in the Spanish word for Friday, which is Viernes, Venus, Venus day. And then last but not least, this is an easy one. You have Saturday or Saturn day. So, that is definitely something to think about. Language is used to encode hidden messages all around us. I mean, just look at some of the encoding and the language around this coronavirus pandemic. The word corona means crown. It's awfully peculiar to think about how in 2020 coronavirus has become the authority and the entire world seems to be bending a knee. Just the idea of the coronavirus had the power to shut down entire economies, to close businesses and schools and churches and concerts and bars and venues and offices. Corona is the crown because Corona is king. Oh, and by the way, it makes even more sense, knowing that many elite secret societies are sun worshippers, that according to mainstream science, The outermost part of the sun's atmosphere is called the corona. With that being said, Google an image of the symbol of the Jesuits. And then while we're on the subject of the coronavirus, we have to talk about the word mask. Of course, you guys probably remember from a couple of episodes ago, we talked about how in the book of Revelation, it tells us that in the coming new world order, the coming new world beast system, people are going to be required to have this mark, this mark of the beast, in order to buy or sell goods and participate in commerce. Well, what does the government, what do governments all around the world, want you to wear in order to go into a grocery store? or a gas station, or to a school to pretty much do anything. Of course, it's the mask, right? There's these mask mandates, and they want people to have a mask on before they go in, which sounds eerily like a mark. Now, I'm not saying that the mask is the mark of the beast. It's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that it's definitely eerily seems like a soft introduction into that system. You know, can we get people to accept a mark if it's for their own well-being or their own safety, right? They need food to feed their family. They got to buy groceries or gas or whatever. Will they do it? It's just an interesting concept. Again, it's just food for thought, something to think about. Okay, so now that we have a little bit of a foundation of understanding of how language can be used, I want to get into what I really wanted to talk to you guys about today. At the beginning of this episode, I said that we're going to talk about how we are looked at in the eyes of our rulers and how they use language to control us and hide the truth in plain sight. Here's what I mean. There is a Roman maximum in law that says, For he that would be deceived, let him. Which means that if you get tricked, it's on you. And that is how our rulers think which is why they're able to get away with this stuff without a guilty conscience. Again, it goes back to that natural law, that cosmic karma that they all believe in. They have a different philosophy than you and I. So by their standards, they're blameless. They also abide by a different law than you and I. So really quick, there's this guy named Jordan Maxwell who was a brilliant researcher and author that would do presentations about this stuff. So basically, I'm going to paraphrase one of his presentations on language and how language is used to control us. Hopefully I don't butcher it, but I think that sharing this stuff is so valuable because the more people are able to see behind the veil, the weaker the veil becomes. So check this out. Everyone has heard of the law of the land, which is called common law. But our rulers abide by the law of the sea. It's called maritime law, or admiralty law, and they use marine terminology to refer to their subjects. Maritime law is banking law. So let's look at the words that maritime law uses starting with the word bank. A bank is where we might keep our money, right? But a river also has banks on each side, and those river banks direct the flow of water, just like banks direct the flow of cash, or the cash flow. Money is also referred to as a currency. And what do rivers and streams have? Currents. You guys with me? Here's another example. All ships are referred to as females. And there's a reason for that, just like how there's a, a reason that the moon is referred to as a female. Ships carry items that are worth money to a harbor. And since a ship is on the water, technically that ship would be under maritime admiralty law, or the law of the sea. When the ship pulls into a port, those items are considered manifested. So when those items get taken onto land, they have just come off of the water. And all ships have a captain, right? Well, the word captain comes from a Latin word that means capital, or money. So the captain represents the money on board the ship. Now, wherever the ship sits when it is docked is called her berth. So when a ship is berthing, all of the items coming off of that ship are considered maritime admiralty product. And this is true all over the world. It's a kind of universal law. Okay, so the whole reason I'm talking about this stuff is this. When your mother's water broke, you came off of the water, out of her birth canal. This is why you have a birth certificate. You and your body are considered a maritime admiralty product because you were born on the water. You get it? This is why if you order something on Amazon or eBay... They will ship it to you, or they will deliver it to you. And when you were born, you became a citizen, or technically, you are on a citizenship. Citizenship. When you were born, you were in the delivery room because your mom was delivering a maritime product. This is where it gets a little darker. Sometimes, babies don't make it. Just like how sometimes... A TV or a particular item that's coming off the ship could get broken or damaged, and the money on that item is lost. Well, in the same way somebody on the dock has to sign off on that broken item, a doctor or doc has to sign off on your birth certificate as well as your death certificate. Because again, you are a maritime product under Admiralty Law. This is why the government wants you to have insurance and to do things like wear a seatbelt. Not because the government cares about your safety, but because they want their products to be insured. It's amazing how water-related terms encode this in plain sight for all to see. Think about assets. You can liquidate assets or you can freeze them. More water terms, right? An ocean or a lake or a pond, is called a body of water. And at 70% water, your body is also a body of water. It really is so surreal to think about. For thousands of years, laws, courts, and governments have existed under this law of the sea. True sovereign freedom has never really existed. We were all born into this system, The only time that the concept of true human sovereignty has ever existed was the founding of the United States of America in 1776. But by 1868, the U.S. was finally under international admiralty law. So you may be wondering, okay, what can I do about all of this? Well, again, I explained all of this as best as I could because I believe that when we are at least aware and awake to some of these deceptions, we get to take back that much more of our autonomy and our individuality. Because in the eyes of the elite, we are chattel or cattle. They don't see us as individuals, but instead a herd. So take it back through knowledge and understanding. All right, before we wrap up this episode... I wanted to read off my latest five-star review for you guys. Um, It is from someone who goes by John Sullivan, Channel 84 News, which I think I know who this is because that is definitely an inside reference that not many people would understand. (laughs) But it's a five-star, and it says, ready for more. It says, gave it a shot, and I love it. Hoping for merchandise soon. Need to start repping your podcast, but for now, sharing with friends. People need to hear this. And I got to agree, John Sullivan, Channel 84 News, people do need to hear this podcast. So thank you for that five-star review. That definitely helps me out. And yeah, like I said, a couple of episodes ago, we're definitely going to have merchandise eventually. Uh, Maybe in the near future, I'm working on it. So thank you for that. All right, listeners, if you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with me. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow me on Instagram at 1980 now podcast. That's 1980 underscore podcast. And if you really, really like the podcast, you can support me by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and maybe I'll read it on the show. As usual, another really cool episode will be dropping a week from now, so be sure to stay tuned. Okay guys, y'all already know. I'll see you next time. Stay free.